when they grow up and it's hard, but they're young adults and you look and you're like, okay, God has done an amazing thing. I've done all that I can do to raise this little human to go out into the world and to make a difference. And there is some, you know, satisfaction in that. Hey, Mama, what do you think of when you hear the word success, fame, status, and fortune? What about rocking your baby to sleep or coaching Little League, advocating for your special needs child, or mastering meal planning, maybe going back to school or starting your own business? The truth is success looks different for us all, and it may change depending on the season of life you're in. After finding myself in a dark place, I decided to set an example for my two boys by intentionally choosing what I wanted for my life and seeking it, even if it was scary. And now I'm so excited to bring you stories of other moms who are living out their version of success. I plan to ask these incredible women not only about their journeys, but how they are making it through the madness and the magic that we all know as motherhood. So, whether your assistant just brought you a hot espresso or you're rocking your baby on a third cup of reheated coffee, settle in and get ready for some goodness. I'm Shannon Carruthers, and this is the Successful Mama Podcast. Hey, Mama, and welcome to this week's episode of the Successful Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Carruthers, and I am excited that you are here. As always, you're in for a treat. I've got a wonderful guest, and I can't wait for you to hear her story. We are talking a little bit this week about setting up your kiddos to live independently as they grow up to become like actual humans. I know that in the early stages of motherhood, oftentimes we don't think about that fact that like one day, one day they're going to go out and be real people. Mm -hmm. Like right now we see them just as little kids, Mm -hmm. but ultimately the goal is we want them to grow up and, and be, like I said, good humans independent humans, productive people. And so our guest today is my friend, Amy Word. She is going to share with us where she is at that stage in life. Um, So if you're a mom of littles, or maybe you're a mom who is at this point, uh, this is a great episode for you. With that, let's meet our guest. Amy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I've been very excited about it. Yeah. Can you quickly just introduce yourself? Tell listeners a little bit about who you are. Yes. So Amy Word, I'm originally from Athens, Alabama, which is not very far from here. Mm -hmm. Um, I've lived in Huntsville for 24 years. I have two boys. Uh, One's in Auburn, uh, about to be an Auburn grad, and one that's about to be a high school grad been married for almost 25 years. And so yeah, I've been a mom for 22 years and have a lot of ups and downs that, you know, hopefully I can maybe help somebody today. It was uh, on my way here, my son called me. uh, It's first day of school today at Auburn. As I said, he's a senior at Auburn. And I said, he said, what are you doing, mama? I said, well, I'm headed to be on a podcast today. He's like, well, that's cool. And I said, yeah, I met this uh, this girl when I was on Tennessee Valley. And um, and he said, I said, but I'm kind of nervous about it. He goes, don't worry about it, Mama. He said, um, she asked you because she felt like there was something that some information or something that you could maybe help somebody with. And I was like, that was very wise, son. I needed that. So, um, yeah, he, he made me feel better about it. Like, you know, you're a good mom. You, you've got some wisdom to share. I love that so much. Isn't it amazing the way that 
other people, but it most especially your kids mm. can pour into you like that. Uh, absolutely. I yes. mean, when, when my sons, I mean, they're just six and eight now, yes. but even now I notice sometimes they say things to me uh-huh. and it just lifts me up so much. Exactly. So it was just like God knew I needed to hear that that this morning, like you do have something to share. Don't be nervous. It'll be fine. And so I just needed that little bit of wisdom. From Absolutely. Today. I love that so much. And mm-hmm. another thing, when I go on podcasts, mm-hmm. um, I always have to take a deep breath and remind myself that exactly that, like yeah. what you have to say, there's something that someone listening needs right. to hear. Right. And you're going to say it however they need to hear it today. Right. You exactly. may not be perfect. You may not, you know, say it exactly mm-hmm. as you thought you would. Right. But it's going to meet them where they are and be mm-hmm. exactly what they need to hear. Yes. So I such good advice too. from him. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so with your story, mm-hmm. I want to go back because we were talking before yeah. about your mom. Yes. Um, and your childhood. And so I was wondering if that's where we could start. You could take us back there and, and tell us a little bit about growing up and what that was like. Yes. So as I said, I'm from Athens, actually from Clements High School, Coxie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not many people know about that place, but it's on the um, edge of Limestone County. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I, I was raised by a single mom. Um, and it was just she and I for 23 years. As I told you, my mom passed away when I was 23. So um, being raised by a single mom, I just I feel like taught me so many lessons. And I tell my friends that are single moms, I'm like, you know, being a child of a single mom teaches you a lot of resilience, a lot of compassion, I feel like, for other people and situations. Because you've you've seen a lot. You've grown up. I mean, you know, my mom worked extremely hard, um, made it look easy. As I became a mom, I was like, that wasn't easy at all. But no. she made it look very easy. Um, just, you know, she taught me a lot about just hard work, um, putting others first, always. Uh, and just, you know, how important relationships are. And she was my best friend. So it was very, very hard to lose her. Um, at a very young age. And so I'm very sympathetic when I come across young, young girls, high school, college, I know my, my, my boys have friends, they've lost their mom, and you just, my heart hurts for them, because I know that journey is very hard, and it makes you grow up very quickly. Yeah, absolutely. I can, I can only imagine. And, you know, saying that, you recognized all of those things Mm -hmm. looking back. Mm -hmm. I think that that's something that's really relatable because you don't realize how hard stuff is until you're in it. And then you look back and you go, Oh my goodness. Like my mom was a superhero. She, she absolutely was. And I, and I have told people, I'm like, I'm so glad that I didn't give her a hard time, but there were definitely some things that I, I was difficult about. And I'm like, I'm so thankful that I think I was like 21 or 22 that I said, Mom, you were right. Like, you were right. And because, you know, you always argue, nah, that that boy is, he's nice. And <laughs> she's like, that was something she always had intuition about people. And she would just be like, mm, I've got a feeling about that boy or feeling about that friend. And I'm like, oh, they're so sweet. They're whatever, whatever. And she would always end up being oh, right. Which you recognize now, but you hate it at the time so much. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm uh, thankful I had the opportunity to say, Mom, okay, you were right. You yes. were absolutely right. Sorry, I didn't listen. Yes. <laughs> um, so then you're you're moving into you get married, mm-hmm. right? Have yeah. a first little little one come along. Yes. And um, and what was that experience like? 
you know, it was, I was telling you earlier, my, my younger son, who's 18, had his last pediatric appointment today. And it made me think about just that journey with my boys. And uh, my husband and I, I was, so I got married at 25, had my older son at 27. And none of my friends had had children yet. And there was not really the internet. Like the, we had a computer, but I just remember it being like not something I used at all. Right. So we had a lot of books um, that I read some, some I didn't, but there was no one to guide me. I didn't have anyone to call about, okay, what do I do? He's teething. He's this, he's that. So I kept the the phone line hot for pediatric associates, my amazing doctor, Dr. Cochran. Um, I, I joke, I'm like, I know y'all had written on the chart. This is the crazy mom who calls a lot. But <laughs> I, I literally just couldn't have made it without them and, and the good Lord above for sure. Um, so that was my journey, just trying to figure it out. Just, you know, it was just my husband, myself, and um, just trying to raise these amazing gifts that God had given me. And we did a lot of things right, and we did a lot of things wrong. So, I mean, I think that that is uh, every mom's story, yes. right? We we just did the best we could. Absolutely, we did a lot right, we did a lot wrong, and we figured it out the best we could. Absolutely, right? and that, and that's what you, that's all you can you think is you know I have a niece who just had a baby, and um, I I just try to remind her that I'm like give yourself some grace. You love the baby. You're doing the best that you can. Um, give yourself grace. Don't be too hard on yourself because motherhood's hard. It's a, it's a journey and you're going to make mistakes and you just have to, you know, pick yourself up and realize, okay, I can do better with this next time. So I love that. And yeah. the question that I was about to ask was, mm -hmm. do you have any advice for yourself at that time? Mm -hmm. And it sounds to me, I mean, you mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. that you're kind of telling her the things that you might have needed to hear. Absolutely. 100%. I, I, I do remind her of those things. I'm like, you know, if the the baby's crying and, you know, she's trying to take a shower and, you know, I'm just trying to give her advice, like, it's going to be okay. Like the baby can cry just a little bit. If you need to jump right. in there and go to the shower, like you're not going to be able to, to hold him the whole time. And, um, you know, it's okay. And she, she's got a lot of support, which is fabulous. But yeah, um, my husband and I, and, and, and I was very thankful and very blessed that my husband was very hands-on too. We were 50, 50 parents. Gotcha. So it wasn't like, if I went to dinner with friends, he didn't know what to do. Like, I never had to worry about that. And with my job, um, I had to travel a lot. So I would, not a lot, but at the beginning I did. So I'd be gone three or four days at a time. I never worried, like, is he not going to, is he going to know what to do right. with him? That had to be really a place we were of a comfort. Tag team. Yeah. We were definitely a tag team for sure. So I don't know the answer to this, but mm -hmm. what were you, what were you doing at that time for work? So, um, well, so when I had my older son, he, let's see, I was just doing like part-time jobs. Okay. Like I worked at the bank, I worked part-time um, in a nonprofit. But when my younger son was two and a half and my older son was five, that's when I opened my business. So that's kind of the time that I'm 
alluding to that I had to start going to market and because I have a retail clothing store. And so I would be gone for two or three days at a time. And he would just take care of everything. That's amazing. So yeah. we may as well go ahead and plug your store a little yeah, bit right here. Sure, so sure. why don't you tell everybody what is your what is your store? Um, um, she fly on Airport Road in, next to TJ Maxx. Everybody always joke. Everybody knows where TJ Maxx is in Huntsville. I know there's a couple now, but this is the one that's in Huntsville on Airport Road. So I've been there for 16 years. I did have a store out here in Madison, um, which was a very hard decision for me to close that. But I had a store out here for 12 years. And so, yeah, it's been a, a up and down journey, uh, you know, lots of especially during the COVID year or years, uh, just trying to navigate through all of that. But um, it's been good. I was just a, a, a big blessing. I took a leap of faith when they were younger. It was like, OK, it was time for me to go back to work full time. So it was either work for someone else or start the business and God just opened a lot of doors for me and through a lot of prayer, it just, it all worked out the way it needed to. So that's awesome. Yeah. So, so what, I mean, did you love like clothing boutiques? Mm-hmm. Did you, what was the thing where you were like, I think this is the business I want to start. Cause right. I mean, there's so many different things that you could have done. What led you to start this business? Right. So my degree is um, from UNA in Florence, University North Alabama. Yes. <laughs> and um, so I majored in marketing and minored in retail and clothing. Okay. So I kind of always had a thing for clothes always when I was younger. And that's another amazing thing about my mom. Like she would get me the guest jeans or the spree jeans. And I realized I was like, you know, she always made sure I had the little things that I wanted. Like we didn't have much when I look back, but I didn't really realize that. Right. Because she sacrificed for me, which I tell my niece all the time, you know, to be a good parent. My number one thing is you can't be all about you. Like you can't be um, all about yourself, all about, I've got to do this, this, this for me. There's, there's a lot of got to put your kiddos first and what they need. And so I just feel like my mom always did that for me. Um, I kind of got off track there, but what was I talking about? You'll have That's to help okay. me. We were talking so about what happens when you get old no, and premenopausal, I mean, your mind starts <laughs> going all over the place. Well, I forget stuff all the yeah. time. I'm not yeah. quite there yet, but I mean, I, my mind is, yes. Yeah, so we were talking about the store. What made you want to oh, get started? Yes. So it was one of those things where I was just like, okay, I love clothes. Let's do this. And yes. my husband's family had been in the shoe business. And so that's why it's called shoe fly because oh. originally we were, about 90% shoes and just a percentage of clothes. Interesting. I did yeah, not know that. Yeah. And then we just kind of morphed into when DSW opened and other uh, kind of stores that were doing the same thing that we were doing with shoes because we were getting like overstocks from like Saks and Bloomingdale's and um, different places like that. They were new shoes, but they were like last ones right. or whatnot. And when other people started getting into that business, we're like, okay, we got to kind of change our focus. And then we kind of went into more people still associate us with a little bit more of a teenage, younger adult store, but we're really not. We have a lot of stuff for my age. We jokingly call it the not your daughter section. And we always say it's the second half of the shirt or it's not cropped (laughs) or there's no skorts or, you know, we we still have that stuff for the younger girls, but we have a lot of stuff for my age. I love that. Yeah. Because a lot of the times you go into a boutique and you see just the... Not necessarily something right. that fits what you would choose for yourself. Right, right, right. So we try to have a little bit of stuff for everybody. So 
yes. Yeah, so I just, yeah, opened the stores. And I was telling you earlier about how, you know, with my kids, like they went to um, preschool, but they, you know, there would be times when they would have to be with me. And my husband would be like, well, I'm a, I would say, what are we going to do, you know, about the boys? And he's like, well, just take them to work with you. No problem. No, no problem. They're just two and a half and five <laughs> boys. Yeah, that yeah. was really fun. There was a lot of hangers being thrown. There was a lot of swinging like Spider-Man on racks. Oh, absolutely. There was a, yeah. Hiding places. That's always a fun one to hide behind the clothes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I appreciate those customers that come in that actually remember them and they will say, how are your boys? And they'll be like, they're 22 and 18. I'm like, yes. How did I do that? How did I bring them here and work? You survived. I, I survived. You do what you have to. I feel like I, I feel like almost every episode that question is asked, like, do you feel like looking back now, uh-huh. how did you do that? Right. And and the answer is almost always like, I have no idea. It's I have no idea. I don't you know. Just, yeah. You do what you have to do. You really do. And, you know, fortunately, I was a healthy mom. You know, there's no time to be sick for sure. So I was I was able to, you know, I, I don't look back and and think I was exhausted or anything. I just kind of kept going, just doing all that I had to do. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So with opening the store, mm-hmm. Um, you know, raising two boys and going through just normal life. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine there were probably a few challenges along the way because, mm-hmm. you know, people tend to paint a picture of entrepreneurship oh. as this magical thing where you set your own hours mm-hmm. and life's amazing because mm-hmm. you're your own boss and, you know, you make the money for yourself. And, right. you do, and, and then when you actually get into entrepreneurship, you mm-hmm. realize there's a side of things that People don't tend to talk about. Right. Um, can you can you talk a little bit about that and what yes. that was like in your business? So when I started uh, She Fly, there was like one or two other boutiques in town. And um, I was like, okay, this is a good, this will be easy. This will be good. Like I'm bringing something there. There's not a lot. It was, yeah, I, I knew a little bit about small business just from my husband's family but some of the biggest challenges I can remember is I just remember crying on a Saturday. Like if my son, if I was missing a T-ball game, you know, but I had to be at work because, you know, Saturday for retail is a big day. Right. And at the beginning, I worked every day. So um, I couldn't miss like I had to be at work, but I had to miss the games and I would be so sad. And I remember one time when I was opening the Madison store, it was fall break. And so I was there just working all day and night, getting that store ready. Right. And my my husband was able to take off work and he took the boys to the beach, which I was thrilled. But I was like, oh, I'm working. I'm missing fall break. So I would say that's one of the biggest challenging is just trying to navigate and realize, look, I'm doing the best I can. I'm working to help my family and I'm not going to be able to be there all the time. And the challenges of being a small business owner, you know, there's there's never an off button. It's a 24-hour job because yes. you're having to manage, you know, employees and inventory and all of those things. So I know a lot of jobs you can't cut off at five, but that one for sure. It's it's an everyday, all-day situation. But I, I, again, I tell people I'm super fortunate that I was able to do something that I love um, all of these years. 
meet a lot of amazing people. Um, just I've got some amazing relationships from women that have come in the store who literally I just had a good friend the other day that I met through the store. She would come in with her son and um, she actually was on the show with me one time at Tennessee Valley, but she would just come in and just pray for my store and just walk around and, and, and pray for my store. And the other day she came in, I had something going on and she had no idea, but she just came in and prayed for me. So just the amazing relationships that I've made has been, but yes, there's definitely been challenges as far as missing things and just staffing issues. And of course the whole navigating through the COVID thing, but I wouldn't change any of it because I know it's all a blessing. And, uh, you know, as you said earlier, we do what we have to do as mothers. So, you know, I missed a game, then I was there for the next one. You know, my boys didn't, they didn't realize that my husband was there. So as a working mom, you figure it out and, and you, that's where uh, giving yourself grace comes in to play because you have to give yourself grace on things like that, that you can't control. Absolutely. And, you know, just like you said, looking back, you Mm -hmm. noticed you know, you recognize the things that your mom went through. Absolutely. And you recognize the sacrifices she made. I can imagine that your boys are getting closer to the age where Mm -hmm. they're able to look back and go, okay, mom did a lot for us. Like there was a lot of sacrifice there. There was a lot that we didn't realize at the Mm -hmm. time. So I think definitely. I think that's really cool. Okay, so your kids watched you, you know, as they grew up with Mm -hmm. you in the store. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think... A lot of the times as moms, we want to be very involved. We want to be very helpful and like on top of our kids as they're, you know, make sure they're doing their schoolwork, make sure they're doing, you know, all the things and um, make sure their grades are good, which I think Mm -hmm. a lot of that is necessary. Absolutely. Um, But I think a lot of the times it can also be a bit much that parents tend to do. Right. Um, Talk to me a little bit about that and what your thoughts were on that, how you handled that as your kids were getting bigger. Right. Well, I do think being a working mom, you can't be as hands-on as you would like to be. Uh, I never was like the room mom, but I did make it to the parties, but I never was able to be the room mom. But I, uh, I admired those moms that did because they cooked things and made things. And I was like, thank you for doing yes. that for the class. Room moms are amazing. They are amazing. Big shout out to the room moms. Um, the coordination that is definitely a full-time job. But yes, so with my boys, I was very hands-on and hands-off. I never, they always knew there was an expectation there to get their work done. The grades, I was not too hard on them and like, oh, you have to have an A. I was never that kind of mom. But also they knew like, if I don't have this figured out, not sure that my mom or dad can figure out this math that I'm doing. I need to go to my teacher or I need to ask for help. They just knew there was expectation there for them to do well in school, to get their work, their work done. I never checked up on them. I never said, um, hey, did you get that project in? Did you, uh, the syllabus says this is due this day. Did you get that accomplished or finished and they just happened to you know they took care of it and if they didn't then they suffered the consequences um a funny not funny story is my auburn senior he was a junior at the time 
forgot, you know, when they're in school, they have so many emails. They have right. their personal email. They have their school email. It was summer. He was at the beach and having a great time, which I wanted him to have a great time. He had forgotten to check that Auburn email for a little bit. I don't check his Auburn email. I don't have access to his account. I mean, you can set your parents up as as someone that checks your account. I don't check their grades. I didn't check his right. account. And he calls me in a panic. He said, Mom, uh, we owed, you know, and I did pay. I'm fortunate that I was able to pay his tuition. And, and the, But there's always little add-on things that of happen course. that I don't stay on top of because he'll just say, Mom, this is due. And he said, I did not pay like a $50 bill. And my complete schedule got dropped. And it's like a couple of days before school. He said, it's gone. Mm. It's gone. And I called and I said, they're going to drop your schedule for $50? Yes, it was due. Like, you have to have a zero balance. Oh, my goodness. So that was a huge lesson in got to stay on top of things. I said, son, it's going to be okay. You're going to get classes. Is it your perfect class that you had, your 10 o'clock? Probably not. (laughs) It's probably going to be at 8 o'clock or like 4 o'clock. But you've learned a lesson to hey, I probably need to stay on top of checking these emails and making sure that um, that things are taken care of. So I say that to say I parented my children, but I did not do their schedules for them or stay on top of that kind of stuff for them because I wanted them to learn that responsibility that um, in this day and age, you, you do. You have to check things. You have to check your bank account. You have to make sure your card's not compromised. You've got to check your emails to make right. sure your entire class schedule doesn't get dropped. That kind of thing. Yeah. So to try to set them up for success that way. Yeah. And I think that they have to learn those lessons as they go along, which starts even as young as, you know, my littles now. Right. Absolutely. Did you forget your jacket today? Well, I hate it for you. You're going to be a little bit cold, right? Exactly. Um, and, And I think, I don't know, personally, like if... One day my son forgot his lunch at mm-hmm. home and not saying I wouldn't take his lunch absolutely. to him. Absolutely. That, of course, you're going to do you that. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to forget things. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And and so obviously we do those things sometimes. Right. But sometimes, you know, we say, guess what, buddy? Mm-hmm. You left your lunch at home. You're mm-hmm. going to have to eat lunch at school. Right. If it's not your favorite, you right. might be a little hungry today, yeah. you know, yeah. so hopefully because if not, they don't learn. They don't learn. And I, I think we live in a generation right now where a lot of moms tend mm-hmm. to bail them out nonstop. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I think we're okay. just trying to do the best we can, like right. all of us. So, but it, it's definitely, I think it's going to make it a lot more challenging mm-hmm. as they get bigger, mm-hmm. as they grow into adults. And like you said, they, right. they go, Oh, I can't mm-hmm. fix this. Mommy right. can't fix this right. for me. Mommy cannot <laughs> fix this. Mommy cannot fix this. There's a funny meme out there that says, you know, all of us that grew up in the 80s, 70s and 80s, like I did, like, I wish I could just drop my kid in that in 1982 and just see how they would survive, <laughs> you know? And I was like, that's so true. Yes. Like, you're like, there's no phones. There's no whatever. How would they how would they make it? We survived. We right. survived, too. Um, but yes, it, it, it's funny. You you do. I think we tend to do more for our kids that were done that was done for our, you know, from our parents. And I, I do feel like I've tried to make some things easier for them. But at the same time, I want them to be, you know, responsible adults. And, of course. Um, you know, every time we had a, a meeting with our teachers, 
you know, they have those yearly meetings or quarterly meetings with the teachers. And the first question my husband always asks is, is he respectful? And so those character things were always super important to us. Those were where we kind of drove in harder than maybe the grades because I knew my boys would, they, they, you know, kids, they don't want to be the one that makes the bad grade. I feel like sometimes there's positive peer pressure where that's concerned. I feel like with my boys, they didn't want to be the kid who failed the test or didn't turn in the project because they didn't want that attention on them. Yeah. So, but we were always very concerned with their character and what kind of kid they were being. And, um, and luckily we always get great reports and, you know. Big shout out to my boys. I love my boys. I I get so when somebody tells me they're having a boy, when somebody comes in the store and they're pregnant and they're telling me, I'm like, you are going to love your I do boys. too. Yes. I always thought I'd be a girl mom. I do too. And then, yeah. And now I'm like, boys are the best. Boys are the best. <laughs> they're so fun and they do love their moms. There's not a day. That's the best part that, of it for sure. That goes by that. Especially my my boy, my son at Auburn. I talk to him every day, sometimes two or three times a day. Not just to, you know, I'm definitely not asking him what all he's doing, but just to check in. Hey, what are you doing today? And don't you start class today? And, um, but yeah, I've just been very blessed with some amazing kids, and that's God, and that's too just, you know, parenting with you know with my husband, and 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 I go back to my mom and raising raising me by herself. I always tell my friends who end up being single moms, I'm like, you know, sometimes it, in my situation, it, it, it took it. Sometimes it just takes one good parent. And my mom was mom and dad for both. And so I didn't really realize. I mean, I realized that my dad was not present, but she was such an amazing mom. Like I didn't feel like shafted at all because yeah. she, she took care of everything for me. So I just think about, you know, my husband and I, and then, co- you know, co-parenting, or not co-parenting, but um, just us helping each other out, being 50-50, and That's one of awesome. us can't be at a meeting, the other one could be, and, you know, luckily we were fortunate enough to to have each other and um, and raise these beautiful boys that we were given. That's so good. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm curious with, you know, looking back at mm-hmm. the positive experience you had and the positive... I guess, impact that your mom had on your mm-hmm. life. Did you ever find yourself kind of holding yourself to to impossible standards? I mean, that's a high standard to me, right? Right. So did you ever look at her and go, well, I'm, you know, right. I can't compare to that. Maybe right. some negativity there. Was there ever right. any of that? Or So yes, definitely. I, I definitely have her on this huge pedestal for sure. Like, how did she do all that? How did she, how did she? physically get me here and get me there and cook and work full time. And, uh, you know, it's just like, wow, and make sure my clothes were cleaned. And, right. you know, they were magically always clean. And, and yeah, so I probably did put a little extra pressure on myself. Like, wow, like mom made it look very easy. But then I do remember times when I was younger that I, I, I knew if I really look back and think about it, I mean, I'm able to see like, it was not super easy for her, you know, we moved a lot as far as just trying to find a good, you know, for her to get settled in a job. And um, she had, she's was one of eight. So she has, you know, brothers and sisters that were very helpful and supportive too. But I just remember her mowing our grass and, you know, just 
I don't as I said before, I do agree though that it was probably a high standard, yeah. and sometimes I feel like maybe I've 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 uh, not met all the expectations, but I've done my best just like she did. I love that, yeah. and I I think you know. Just the fact that your son called and told you that earlier yes. can probably attest to some of the mothering you've done along the way. I, hope so. I mean, I'm sure that he would have been a great upstanding kid all on his own. But right. you got to give yourself some credit there. You did a pretty good job. Well, I, I, I think so. I always say if I'm half the mom that my mother was and my grandmother, goodness, she was amazing as well. Um, my dad's mom, I'm just and my mom's mom. I, I was had wonderful grandparent grandmothers. But I'm just like, if I'm half of that mom, then I'm I'm doing a pretty good yes, job. So yes. I do feel like I've probably done that. That's awesome. I'll have to make sure I told him he was on the podcast for calling me today absolutely. to check on me. <laughs> absolutely. Tell all your friends. You're, yes. you're famous now. Yes. <laughs> um, so one other thing, I did want you to tell yeah. a, a story that you okay. shared with me the day we were on Tennessee Valley Living. Oh, yes. Um, because we were talking about so the importance of letting your kids fail yes. not just um you know like we were talking about a second ago letting mm-hmm. them like i guess that is making mistakes right and it's kind of along the same lines but letting them do things and try things right imperfectly right. because um i'll tell you a quick story yes. that i that takes me back to early motherhood mm-hmm. the craziest thing mm-hmm. this i look back and i'm like this is so stupid but yeah. one day i was in the in the garden uh-huh. in the flower bed pulling weeds And my son, who was probably two or three Uh at the time, came up and he's like, Mama, can I help? Uh And I was like, well, you have to like pull it from, you know, all the way out. You have to get the root and everything. And then I was like, no, because then he's just going to pull the top and it's just going to grow back. And so initially I was like, well, buddy, I think I'll have to do this. And then I was like, this is so dumb. Like, he's never going to learn how to do anything if I don't let him do it and mess up and not be perfect. Right. And so... That to me, I always go back to that story and right. think like, I have to let him do it imperfectly right. in order to get better at it. Right. So you have an example of this in your own life that you shared. And I just love the story. So I wanted you to tell our, our listeners <laughs> oh, as well. I'll have to tell the other one. He made the podcast too. Um, yes. So right after or right before I'd seen you, I think it was the night before, my younger son has had a girlfriend for about three and a half years. And he just called me. He's like, I want to make her dinner. I said, Oh, okay. So you want to make her dinner? What do you want to make? He's like, I think I just want to make chicken and rice, you know. And he said, um, so I'm going to go to the grocery store and get the stuff that I need. And I'm going to cook her dinner. And I said, well, why don't I go with you to the grocery store? And then I can help you. And we can use this one recipe, you know, this chicken and rice recipe casserole that you like that I cook. I could just make that for y'all. And you could just... Y'all could just eat, you know, I'd make it for you. And he said, Mom, I want to do it. I want to make her dinner, which I thought was the sweetest thing. I mean, it was not Valentine's Absolutely, Day or anything. Right? Such a random thing. Because, um, by the way, I'm not a great cook and I don't cook a ton. <laughs> Being a working mom, that's the thing. I, I didn't, That's not an excuse, but I did not cook a ton for my boys. But I always remind them, you never you never were starving. You were fine. Oh, yeah, You absolutely. always had something to eat. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, so I said... Okay, well, I'll let you. That's that's good. So he goes and gets the stuff, and he's you know found a little recipe online, and I'm in the kit. I'm like in the dining room, and I hear him doing all this stuff, and I walk in there. I'm like, "Do you want me to?" No, Mom, I want to do it. I want to do it myself. 
and I said, okay, well, you just got to make sure that that chicken is cooked. Like it needs to be white. It does not need to be red at all. Like I don't want y'all to get sick. So he did his little chicken and did his rice and didn't read the recipe instructions exactly right on the rice. And it was, you know, tough. Like if you don't cook rice enough, it was tough. But the chicken ended up being good. And then he put like some little soy sauce and all that. His girlfriend ate it, which was the sweetest thing. And I ate some too. I thought it was good. But he, I let him learn that lesson. Like, okay, independence. I'm going to cook for my girlfriend. I did it. Was it perfect? No. But my mom didn't come in here and try to fix everything for me. Yeah. So I, I do feel like I, as mothers, we try to fix things sometimes. Like you with the wage. You're like, no, oh, no, just let me do it. I can do it quicker. Right. And sometimes we got to let them. Just kind of learn themselves. So I'm curious because you're we're talking about that mm-hmm. from the perspective of what he learned. Mm-hmm. But what did you as a mom learn from that? Right. That I've got to let go and just let him figure it out on his own because he's going to be going to college next year and he needs to learn how to cook his chicken <laughs> and rice. And I'm glad I was there to tell him about the temperature. And, and but yes, just to let go and let them experience life a little bit more that I, I don't have to be in control of of everything. There are definitely some things that I still need to teach them. But at this point, I I've, I've think I've done my job. Unfortunately, yeah. I've, you know, I've, I've done all that I can do. I mean, there's definitely things that I'm still trying to teach him before he goes off to school. Um, but yes, to just let him do if he has an idea of something like that, as long as it's nothing that's going to burn the house down, you know, I'm there to assist if needed. Yes. But let them yes. let them cook dinner for their girlfriend if yeah. that's what they want to do. I love it. Um, and letting go. Uh, letting I go. can't even, my brain doesn't go there yet. Yes. If yes. I let it, it's young. not. Yet. Yeah. It's, well, I, I have, but it's never been a good picture. So I'm just trying to hold on, you know, and not move forward too fast. Right. But. I can imagine that that's pretty difficult to reach that stage and to watch them it move is. on. It is. It's very hard. And I, I read you a quote. Um, there were a couple of quotes, but one that I came across the other day because I'm going to be an empty nester this year. And I followed this empty nester Instagram page and may be good and may be bad. It makes me cry sometimes. And I constantly am sending my boys, you know, like how you can forward the thing. Yeah. And it's always something about a mom, how much she loves her <laughs> son. And how he's always her baby. You know, that book, um, my mom, uh, say, as long as I'm leaving my baby, uh-huh. you'll be that kind of stuff, you know, and they're like, I love you, mom. Thank you, mom. And they're probably thinking, oh, please get off of this empty nester page. (laughs) But it said, no one tells you the hardest part of motherhood is when your kids grow up. Oh, it hit me. It gets me. It's yes, it it, it does. um, It hits home for sure, because I'm about to be that point where I don't have somebody to make sure that they come home and, you know, they're up for school and out the door and whatever. So it is when they grow up, it is hard, but they're young adults and you look and you're like, okay, God has done an amazing thing. I've done all that I can do to raise this little human to go out into the world and to make a difference. And there is some, you know, satisfaction in that, but just, 
at this point now I'm living to be, I'm like, okay, I'm excited about being a grandmother. That's going to be yes. way down the wall, but I'm like, okay. So eventually there'll be a little you Good that stuff I can is coming. have fun with, but then send you home. But everybody always tells me that's that's the best. So I'm definitely looking forward to that part. So good. So yeah. good. And you can focus a little more on you now. Absolutely. Right, As I be. said, I'm going to Italy for the first time. That'll be so good. I'm so jealous. Yes. Um, I'll give a shout out to my friend Marta in Italy. Yes, um, definitely. She has listened to the podcast. She doesn't have any kids, but she Aww. has listened to the podcast several times. Yes. And so I'll give her a shout out too. But yes. I'm... I, I wish I could go to Italy with you. That sounds so fun. You'll be there. You'll be there. And I hope you do date nights and stuff with your husband. And, you know, uh, that's one of the regrets that I have that we, we didn't get more sitters that we were just like so focused on it being, you know, like our kids went everywhere with us. It was 19 years before my husband and I went on a trip, just us. Really? Yes. Wow. Yeah, we had stayed like a night away right. sometimes. Like if he went to a market with us, like a shoe market or something with me. But yeah, 19 years before we ever went anywhere without them. I'm not saying go on. But you know, your husband and, and maybe you'll one day when they get a little bit older, y'all yeah. can go to Italy and go see oh, your yeah. friend. And, oh, that's on my list for yeah, sure. Well, definitely. I hope y'all Don't have, wait till you're almost 50 to go. Go, I, or go young. Oh, I hope that y'all have the best time. It's going to be Sounds so like fun. an amazing trip. Yes. Um, so before we get off here, yeah. I want to ask you mm-hmm. the big question of the podcast, which yeah. is what does success mean to you? What does success mean to me? You know, I really, I think just raising my boys, um, I feel like that's been successful to me. They're not perfect. They made mistakes. Um, Having them call me and say, Mom, have a great day. I love you. That feels like success to me. Um, First and foremost, you know, being a good wife and being supportive. And so I look at success that way. Um, also true to me, I always tell my girls to be the light in the store. So success to me also is being the light in my and showing God to other people um, that may come in the store that are having a bad day. I've had customers come in that have bad days and we hug and pray. And, you know, so there's a lot of different things that are success to me. Yeah. I've had a lot of good, successful years in my business and some bad ones. But I think most importantly, just being a good wife, being a good um, mother, being a good friend. Those are the ways that I value success. I love it. Yes, Yes. absolutely. Um, Well, the one thing that I love to do before we hop off is I, I like to ask my guests some rapid fire questions. Oh, okay. Okay. So the first one is they're, they're easy. Oh, okay. Don't I was worry. about to no, say, no, no. is it about my coffee cup? Cause I haven't met it. Well, you can share about your well, coffee cup. My son, my youngest son made this coffee cup. It's, so it is so cool. I it love is so cool. And everybody in the family knows not to touch it. It's yours. It's mine. It is mine. <laughs> he, he's got his name on the bottom and I'll I forever, forever keep it. But yes. Okay. I'm ready for the okay. rapid fire well, questions. Along the lines of coffee. Okay. What is your coffee order? You know, I love a good mocha latte. Oh, yeah. I went to Biscuit Belly uh, not too long ago, and I don't think they have one of those in Madison. Just maybe I haven't been there. Mm-mm. And they have like a latte machine that makes like a cinnamon latte and a hot chocolate mocha latte, like all of these things. I'm like, yes, I love a good latte. <laughs> I need this in my house. Yes, please, I right wish. <laughs> I wish I had that in my house. That's awesome. Yes. Okay. Question number two. Uh-huh. On a scale of mm-hmm. one to ten. How clean does your house stay on average? About a five, maybe. It's picked up, definitely picked up. But I have two big 
golden doodles. Oh, yeah. And then when my niece comes to town, she has her dog. So we had four doodles over the holidays. So not it's just so a little much bit, right just now. a little bit of dogs going yeah. on at your house. <laughs> There's a little bit of firm and I love those dogs so much. So oh, sweet. Listen, my, everybody jokes, you're going to get another dog when you, when your son goes to college. I'm like, probably <laughs> yeah, I'll, buy, I'll probably have a whole house full. <laughs> but yeah, I keep everything straight. But there's some dog hair from here and there. So yeah, yeah. it happens. Yeah, it happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, number three, a book or show that you've recently loved. Oh my gosh, I was just telling my one of my best friends that lives in Dallas, Lessons in Chemistry. Oh, <gasps> on Apple. Okay, uh, Brie Larson, amazing. It's a good clean show too. Um, you know, there's just, but it's just about relationships and overcoming things and. Um, just she was a very intelligent woman. It's not a true story, but just trying to fight. I don't know if it was set in the 40s or 50s. I can't remember. Lessons in Chemistry on Apple. Amazing right. show. Make sure to check that Love one it. out. Love it. Okay. Last uh, mm-hmm. last question. What is the most random item you have in your purse? Oh, gosh. My friends always joke because I have a pill box. Okay. I mean, not that that's random, but I have the actual long one that my grandmother had (laughs) that has like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday on there. And yeah, so that's probably if I had to guess initially, it's going to be the the long pill box. Should I leave it at home? I absolutely should. But sometimes I forget forget. on the way to where. And it's not like I have that many pills. I mean, it's multivitamins. It's Advil. It's, you know, stuff. But it's like. I should leave this at home. But then I think, well, if I forget to take or I need an Advil or I, I forgot to take my multivitamin, it's right here it's in the there. box. And then you have it. And I remember, oh, like I said, forgetting things. Oh, it's Monday. I did not take that. <laughs> it's still in the pill box. So, take you that. know, it's a twofold. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. helps. Yes. I love it. Well, Amy, thank you so much yes, for coming it's on. It's been so fun. This has been fun. Thank I appreciate you. you sharing your story. I know that moms listening have enjoyed it. I hope so. And, and as my son gave me great wisdom today, hopefully somebody got something out of it that helped them in their journey. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Mama, thanks for tuning in. I hope you have a wonderful week and we will see you next time on the Successful Mama podcast. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Successful Mama podcast. For more information, head on over to SuccessfulMamaPodcast.com where you can find show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode. Tap that share button and remember to tag at Successful Mama podcast and make sure to go leave a review. It really does help. A special thanks to Will Carruthers. Until next time, remember, Mama, success looks more than one way, and it's up to you to define it.